Hi everyone, this is Melissa Ferreira and you're listening to another episode of today's Words of Encouragement. Today we have Tyler Peters with us from the United States of America and it's so lovely to have him again. So Tyler, welcome. Uh, Well, thank you, Melissa. It's always a a privilege to be on here with you to share uh, all about the Lord and how good God is. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to be talking about a very interesting topic. And I know I say that a lot um, when I introduce our topics on this podcast, but truly this is an interesting topic. And I feel like it's going to be applicable to a lot of people because a lot of people need support. So the topic is how can we be a supportive friend? So this is mostly going to be relatable to the Christian community, but also how can we spread the love of God and be supportive outside the Christian community? So the first question I want to start off with is what does the word supportive mean? Because that could mean so many different things to different people. Sure. uh, For me, I just looked up the definition of it. Mm -hmm. It it does have so many uh, meanings. You're right. Mm -hmm. But to me, it defies compassion, uh, being sympathetic, nurturing, each other. I think that's a lot of the elements we do miss in society today, and we've got to get back to it. It, It's all about getting back to those fundamentals, about showing support, showing that we care, we're connected, that we are just all having a, a common bond with the other person is what I'm getting at, because that's such a great question. It's hard to put it into context always. Uh, so that's what I, you know, I came up with that some different ways of describing it. We just got to get closer. We got to be a little more trusting of one another. And that is something that unfortunately has uh, been missing a lot in our current uh, community. I mean, as far as our civilizations, it, it goes back to a lot of different ways you could uh, justify it. I love how you spoke about compassion because the Lord was actually um highlighting that word to me as we were getting ready for this episode compassion has a lot to do with actually being a supportive person and like you said it's about getting close to people and trusting more and i think we're um, kind of lacking in that unfortunately and i think a lot of it has to do with fear or maybe just not taking time to bond with people get close to them build a network of trust because if we don't build that we can't really support people so that's brilliant and I love those points and I think we're going to expand on those as we go further and the second question I have is unfortunately like you mentioned before there are many people within the Christian community who don't feel like they have the support they need when they go through a rough time so how do you think that a Christian can fix this or not really fix it, but address it um, within the community of believers. I think it starts with ourselves. We've got to uh, reevaluate what's going on in our own lives before we can uh, actually help somebody else. I think that's a missing element, ingredient, if you will. And we got to ask ourselves this question, you know, how are we as Christians, part of that Christian community, going to actually help someone in need if we're struggling ourselves. I mean, sure, it's gonna be relatable, but that's why we've gotta be so cautious and get right with God uh, first and foremost, and then we can execute and go out there and lend a helping hand. So that was just a very interesting question. And I was just asking the Lord, much like you, similar to you, Melissa, and that was the answer, kind of simplified it, uh, but I'm expounding on it a little bit. It just goes back to 
we have to search inside ourselves and make sure our hearts are clean, our spirits are pure, which oftentimes as humanity, we are imperfect, but God sees past that and we are better for it. So I think that's a key component to reaching uh, a lost world. Exactly what you were saying is what I was thinking, is that it starts with us. We do build the body of Christ. We are part of community. And if the listeners and ourselves, if we can just start to begin to search within our own hearts and see God, like, where can I be supportive to the people around me? It takes one person to really change a community. It starts with one. Um, And so I think that's a profound answer that you gave us. And I appreciate that, Tyler. Well, I, I appreciate the question, and, and I'm, I'm so thankful to you. Uh, I mean, this is really good dialogue because I think it, it helps people to hear conversations that they go, hey, wait a minute, uh, this makes sense. I've been dealing with a lot of these same issues, so that's why I think it, it applies. It, it's really wonderful what you're doing with the, the whole program. Thank God for that, and I'm looking forward to extending on the topic because I think there's so much more um meat in the word of god so the next thing we're going to do is actually hop into scripture on our third um, question and so the scripture reference if you have your bibles and you'd like to follow is in matthew chapter 22 verse 35 to 39 it says then one of them a lawyer asked him a question testing him and saying now they're talking to jesus here so they say teacher which is the greatest commandment in the law And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And so in relation to that scripture, how do you think we can apply it to being a supportive friend to those around us? We've just got to actually, you know, mean what we say and show it by... You know, the the old saying, I go back to this, actions do speak louder than Mm. words. Well, that also can mean how we walk with the Lord, how we can live by example. And I think we're not doing that. Those scriptures are talking about, yeah, that's a a lawyer, a a man of Mm -hmm. important position, his role, his occupation. I I like how it really detailed that. It doesn't matter uh, what your background is. The thing is, as long as we're showing and the love of Jesus Christ, I mean the testimony, and we're fruitful in the labors that He bestowed upon us as we're carrying out the Word of the Lord to other people so they can understand more about the significance of that love, then that really resonates with man. I mean, man, woman, child. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what it includes, mankind. So I think that's what the passages, the texts are explaining, they're describing there is uh they're using the illustrations real biblical examples of listen you are not only to love your neighbors meaning they're your neighbors near your home but also your neighbors in other countries it could Mm -hmm. be actually a person you don't even know a stranger but you are to show them and exercise the love that jesus christ showed when he died for us and also that he taught us like you're reading out of the new testament book it, uh, I mean, I think that's what's wonderful about it. We, we get a message from the gospel that is still relevant today. Exactly. And also how you were mentioning that we need to mean what we say, because often we say things and how many times do we 
put it into practice. I think that's so important for all of us. No one's perfect again, but I think it's about making improvements and learning and growing and progressing and asking ourselves because I think what we need to realize as well is that when we're not actually um, backing up our words with action, unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that we can really hurt people in the process of what we're oh, doing. Oh, we can. And it doesn't help us to really reflect what a supportive friend means. So I think being careful with our words, especially if we say we're going to do something, I think trying to do it would be amazing, you know, saying what you mean, meaning what you mm -hmm. say. But if we can't do it, we need to communicate. I think that's another thing, right? Loving people and loving God means that we communicate with people. So it's okay if you can't do something, but use your words to support that person and give them clarity yes you brought up a, a perfect word communication I, I think the lack therefore of is what really gets us in a bind a lot of the times when we're facing issues when we can't confront our own problems so that's what i mean by sometimes we need to look inside of our own spirits and uh, make sure we're right with the lord before we go out trying to uh you know preach to them and come off judgmental because we have to look at some of our sins uh some of what we're hiding in our closets let's be realistic i, I think people appreciate that coming from those who are believers because we all have to have that mercy from jesus christ and i think we want to take it for granted we always want to use that as an excuse when it's not that simple mm -hmm. melissa and i i think that's what you said it's just relating it to god and the way we converse with him and other people and we've got to be so careful not to come off like we're better than everybody else, like we're we're so prideful. We have to uh, obey and listen to what they are speaking to us, and then God can take that and mold it and make everything anew and use it as a tool to witness. And maybe they just needed to get back to a relationship with God. We need to be sensitive to what people are saying as well and trying to understand them as well. And um, additionally, as you were speaking, another question came to mind. Oftentimes people might use their communication to support another person, but maybe uh, they don't feel like they have the same support. So the other person isn't using their communication. How do you think that should be addressed? I think we can go back to uh, just our prayer life. I think, and I would relay that to that person, like, listen, if there's any miscommunication, there's one thing about it. We know a greater, higher power, and that is God. We can go to that prayer closet. We can be in our home. We can uh, have relief and a resiliency and a comfort, and we can be a refuge to people. But the greatest refuge, Melissa, would be the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes back to that. Sometimes if they're not trusting us, we got to leave it to the heavenly father because he will provide the answers the hope they are looking for and will give them the clarification that they are yearning exactly and i think um as you were mentioning as well it's it's like the only thing you can do as well is is doing your best um when you support people and right. as tyler mentioned if you know that's not working out you leave it to god and you go back in prayer um, and we don't force things. We never force things. That's another thing. Um, we need to learn when we do our best, um, when it comes to supporting people, we let God work in their lives. Um, and we take a few steps back um, sometimes, you know, and we pray and we trust God to bring the results. 
Yeah, we just need to let God uh, do his thing, and he will manifest that communication. He will relay that information to that person. We do have to, to your point, just separate ourselves sometimes, not from the Spirit, but from what God is wanting to do. Exactly, and I think that's so crucial because sometimes as humans, we're so focused on, well, I'm supporting this person, but I'm looking at the outcome and I'm waiting for an outcome. And then we get disappointed thinking, well, I don't see that person understanding what I'm saying or they're not communicating. But I think like you said, Tyler, sometimes God wants us to take a few steps back and let him do what he wants to do and um, only what he can do. Because sometimes when we uh, get involved in things that we should not be involved in at a particular time or season in our communication i think god can't do what he wants to do so like you said it's about listening to the holy spirit and taking those steps back and letting god move so i love that and the next question is what values should a supportive friend have well i think uh, the values a supportive person should have would be to listen i mean people it means so much when they've got somebody that will pay attention and really hear the words they are speaking, meaning their conversation. And then they want someone who's trustworthy and trust is a fragile thing because people get hurt in life. It's not always easy to forgive somebody, but we have to learn to forgive those who have uh, wronged us and vice versa if we've been guilty of the, the same sin. So those are two important ones. Also, we we must make sure we pray and our prayers are sincere instead of just going through the motions or routine. I think that's very valuable and important to remember. And also that will help assist someone who's going through a challenging situation. And uh, there are so many different uh, meanings to what we can have as far as a value system. Uh, But those definitely come to mind and we definitely need to be upfront with them and be honest. I mean, I think transparency is something that's very important to note. And uh, we just need to be better at serving each other. That just means others, in other words, because that really goes a long way. And I think that's an act of love in itself. Exactly. And we don't get many people today who want to tell other people the truth. Um, Sometimes we just want to make people feel good. But the truth is, if we love people, as you mentioned, we will tell them the truth and we can tell them that with love um, because we don't want to, you know what, if something, you know, in our family, for example, or within our friend groups um, was not right because we loved the people that we're involved with, we would want to say, hey, this isn't right because we want the best in store for them. But we also want, um, so for example, let's just put an example out there. Um, Your friend, Um, was talking to you and uh, giving you information about whatever topic it was and you guys had to solve something and you didn't feel very good about something do you think your friend would prefer you to tell them the truth or not you know what I mean so it comes back to oh I understand knowing that people want the truth but sometimes people feel afraid to share the truth and so I think like Tyler mentioned telling the truth you know praying as well is so important because when you do speak the truth you want to cover it with prayer um, so that you're saying it with the best um, tone of voice and the best approach 
Yeah, you just mentioned it. Sometimes it's hard for us to hear the truth. I'll, I'll include myself in this and just mm-hmm. speak from experience. But sometimes we, we need to feel that conviction because that's a lot of the problem. Uh, even with the Christian community, uh, non-believers, it doesn't matter. Uh, that's what people, I think it's just genetically within us all. We just hate hearing not only negative stuff, but critiques. And we, we do wear our feelings on our sleeves. And we sometimes we just have to let go of that. It's part of the baggage and go, you know what? That's life. It is going to get tough. But that's what makes us stronger as people. And that's what really builds our faith. When things are not going our way, uh, when we are going through whatever the issue or problem may be, if we're still praising Jesus and worshiping him and giving him the glory and praying and and asking for forgiveness and are genuinely sorry for our wrongdoings, then I think that will uh, give us an even greater relationship and walk with Jesus. Uh, I just wanted to put it in a different light because I think that people can attest to it. Mm -hmm. And it's so good that you mentioned that it makes us stronger when we hear the truth and we receive it and God convicts our hearts. Um, even though it hurts sometimes or maybe it's not something we want to hear but the Bible says that the truth will set us free Um, so when we do communicate the truth we do it with love right so that people know that we're coming from a place of love but another thing to remember is when we're supporting each other in the community um, of Christ in the body of Christ that we want people to understand that through thick and thin even if I'm right or wrong, um, you know, in whatever situation I'm going through, through thick and thin, we are in this together. We work together. And so while I tell you the truth, I think an important thing is how do I support that person through the truth instead of being like, this is the truth. And, you know, just being very blunt about it and just moving forward. Um, I think it's about how do we process this together and how can we then apply this truth or how can I help support you in how we can apply this together so we're going to hop back into the bible and uh turn to luke chapter 10 verse 30 to 37 now this is a lawyer again and he comes to jesus and he asks jesus what do i need to do to inherit eternal life and so jesus asks him what's written in the law and then the lawyer says that um uh, what's written in the law like we read before is you know love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul and with all your mind and um you know and also love your neighbor as you love yourself and then in verse 30 we see that jesus answered and said um you know when when the lawyer was trying to justify himself he said to jesus and who is my neighbor so jesus goes on in verse 30 to 37 and that's what we're going to read so it says then jesus answered and said a certain man went down from jerusalem to jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him wounded him and departed leaving him half dead now by chance a certain priest came down that road and when he saw him he passed by on the other side likewise a levite when he arrived at that place came and looked and passed by on the other side but a certain samaritan as he journeyed came where he was and when he saw him he had compassion so he went to him and bandaged his wounds pouring on oil and wine and he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. On the next day, when the, when they departed, he took out two denarii 
gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever else you spend, when I come back again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was the neighbor to him that fell among the thieves? And then he said, He who showed mercy on him, then Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. So how do you think this scripture reflects a supportive friend or a supportive connection to those who are in need? Well, I I love this passage because as you were reading, there's a great illustration here. Okay, so the person that went to Jericho from Jerusalem was robbed. I mean, he his garments were were stripped. I mean, he he really endured so much. I mean, you couldn't even fathom uh, even going back to these times. So uh, what stuck out to me automatically was how it was a priest that stopped by, but didn't mm-hmm. offer to help. There was a Levite, also a, a second man that it was uh, alluding to, did not offer any assistance, but it took the Samaritan that probably the least likely of the three that you would think would stop because the others were either looking ahead and looking to the other side, I believe it said. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I can't remember verbatim. Yeah, Meaning they just they, went they, to the other side. Yeah, Sure, yeah. And they, they may even look down and go, you know what, I've, I've got other things to do. I mean, because there, there was people, you know, doing that even then. I mean, like they do now. Sometimes it could even be our leaders, a priest. It can be the, the Levite who we is also of a high position. But it took the person who doesn't get all the praise, doesn't get the popularity, but God used him. And he showed he had a servant's heart and the attitude that was going to impact, influence this person and that would change his life and show him the true love of the Savior. So Jesus was demonstrating that it can come from the least likely of people. It doesn't always come from who you might expect. And that's what I love about these stories that are truth, by the way, that God uses. So Melissa, that that's one thing uh, right away that we can learn. And we've all done this. We've looked away. We've looked down. We've had some pride in our hearts. I'm ashamed to admit it. When a person's been down, we've wanted to cast stones even spiritually. It don't have to be physically. Look to the other side. When right down, there is a guy that got robbed. He got beat almost to death. They stripped his clothes. They embarrassed him. They took, you know, probably his money, what money he had. But yet here was this servant of the Lord that listened goes back to that word of God and he done or at least let me excuse me did the father's work let me clarify so that right there was so powerful I loved how you mentioned how God used this man a Samaritan and uh, I think that's another thing that was so profound Tyler that you mentioned because I think it's also coming back to knowing that God chooses to use who he wants to use and also that our titles, really title will not get us anywhere. It's a heart connection with God. And if we're listening to him, um, because we can have all the titles in the world, but that amounts to nothing if we're not listening to God's voice and obeying God's voice. So that was very profound, very to the point very much relatable to all of us, including myself, what matters is that we're listening to what God has to say. And that is what will take us on this spiritual journey in obedience to God. So, you know, we can have the title, but the title doesn't define us. 
the real title that defines us is really being a child of God. And because we are children of God, we need to listen and obey Him. So I love that. And also you mentioned another very interesting point where you mentioned that sometimes we're so caught up with our schedule. Um, so like we see the the guys who walked across this road, um, you know, the Levite, um, and then we see also the priest as they walked past, they were so caught up like, this is my schedule, this is my plan, but they never stopped to see what God wanted them to see in the middle of that plan. Um, so that is so profound. And how many times are we busy? I mean, look, life does get busy. And I'm so passionate about this because what you're saying is so true. Life does get busy, but we can stop when we hear the Savior's voice. We can stop and respond to what he wants us to do. Because, you know, all of us get busy, but I don't think that is an excuse not to pause and listen to what God is saying and then respond to what he wants to say to us. I think that's really crucial and really important. Um, and there's a few um, words that really stuck out from this scripture, Tyler. I'd love to just um, mention them and see what you want to say about these words. So in verse 33, like you mentioned before, a big part of being supportive here, the Bible mentions is being compassionate because it says when he saw him this is talking about the samaritan when he saw him he was compassionate so how can we really um apply that to our busy schedule when we see 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 someone who's in need in the midst of being busy how can we then also feel like okay i have compassion how can i stop what i'm doing give us a few tips on how we can stop what we're doing just like this guy did in the bible the samaritan how can we stop what we're doing and have compassion Ways we can go about it is uh, like you were mentioning, aforementioned, we've got to listen to what the Spirit is trying to say within us, within our own hearts. And that's the conscience we can rely on. And for example, if we see somebody who is uh, of need, and yeah. like this man, he got beat up or he got robbed, we can be their support system. I know it's easy to uh, not always trust everybody because that's the way society tends to be and and it, that's a very tragic part of it uh, so I can understand in a lot of uh, ways or degrees however but I, I think if we are truly to be serving the kingdom of heaven and uh, approaching people and they see the love of Christ shining through us then we've got to stop whatever our anxiety will create because we're we're so routine based or we're so busy in our schedules or everyday daily lives but to me the most important thing to get out of this lesson out of the bible what you just read of those verses is we need to be more like that samaritan we don't need to be like the priest with all due respect or the levite we've got to do more to be like the samaritan that had the servant's heart and we've got to see that need that situation and listen to the voice of God, follow the Holy Spirit's directions, and more importantly, listen to the individual that's maybe in danger, in need, or just needs a touch from the Lord. So I would hope and pray that I would meet that need and go over there and show that compassion to that individual. Now in verse 34, it says something else that really stuck out to me. So it says that the Samaritan brought him into an inn and the key words here are um, took care of him. So how do you think we can take care of people um, in our approach to supporting them? 
how we can take care of them is uh, see if they've got a need like financially if it's able to be maintained and and everything and we are to go beyond what our means are sometimes and that takes a lot of uh well not just faith but you know relying on god because that's can be a challenge in itself and uh, takes a lot of trust and understanding and and really studying in the ways of the word and how it applies to our life uh, but i think we can care in a lot of uh different and, and unique ways because we just talked about it before we recorded melissa how god does work in mysterious ways and exactly. it's evident in, in all these illustrations that and that's what i love about the bible when you research it i've got to do better about doing more bible study because these things uh, are evident they are very apparent to us he's opening our eyes also from a mental standpoint to understand this uh, more appropriately so uh for me that, that's a great question so I, i'm trying to dissect that that's what's fun about this podcast too and what i enjoy with the uh the deep discussion here uh i just think there's so many different ways uh not only to give to the person you're right not, yeah. uh, not only financially but if they need a healing just be there to pray for them even something like that there, there's so many examples and ways to go about it and if they just need somebody to talk to because uh, it's important uh, for us to be that light because even when they're going through storms, it doesn't always have to be so dark. It can just be, you know, maybe mild storms, but they're still going through something very serious or important, and uh, we can be that resolve for them. And it's just like spending time with them, like you mentioned. It doesn't have to be physical, but it can be emotional, um, you know, emotionally being available to them um, to chat through. But in verse 35 as well, it says, now there's another key word here that I felt the Holy Spirit was really highlighting this while we were getting ready for this podcast. So um, the Samaritan says to the innkeeper, um, take care of him and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. Now, the key word here to me is spend. And that doesn't mean financially only, but it can apply to our time. Um, so I think one thing we learn here is that when we support people, it will cost us something. If we love people, there is sacrifice. There's no way to love a person without sacrifice. There's no way to support a person without sacrifice. And like I said, it doesn't have to be um, financial. It could be in different ways. So it could be your time as we were talking about before. True. So I don't think a support comes without sacrifice or spending something, you know, or giving off yourself. Um, so I think people, sometimes we say too much about being supportive and we're like, oh, I'm here to support you, but we don't really sacrifice anything to do that. Um, so I think a good lesson here is what are we sacrificing? And Tyler, how do you think we can kind of rid ourselves of being, you know, uh, you know, filled with pride or filled with selfishness? And how can we rid ourselves of that and start to be a person who sacrifices so that we can truly support people? Well, you said a key word there, Melissa. I think sacrifice uh, would exemplify. I think if they know we're giving of our time, we're having a selfless attitude and not being selfish. We are devoting our time. Like you said, I'm glad you brought up that point. It's not only financially. You're so correct. It can be, you know, mentally, emotionally. I I like how you phrased that. Uh, I think that helps the mental state when they see hey this person really cares they are nurturing me they i'm going back to the word sympathetic uh you know it goes back to all of that all of it relates and it will correlate would be another term to borrow from uh when showing that 
the gifts of the spirits, not only just spiritual, but it can be shown in the physical realm. And when they're seeing it with natural eyes and the natural environment, uh, that does a lot of wonders. That can actually manifest a miracle in itself. You're so right. And um, how would you say we should respond to people if, you know, we are showing that sacrifice, but they don't necessarily... Because, look, a lot of people do... We're all human. We all have hearts. We all have minds, emotions, and feelings. No one's, you know, we're not separated from from those aspects in our lives. So considering all that, um, if we were to support people, because a lot of people might be going through this, but they don't really feel like their support is valued. How do you think they should be able to take control of their emotions and their feelings and um, realign it with what God says about what they do? I think you got to just keep working at it. It's always going to be a process. It's mm-hmm. not always going to be easy. You're going to fail a lot of the times, but through the failures, through maybe errors in judgment, maybe uh, investing too much in people who don't want to give back, but you are supposed to love them back. It can be a very challenging uh, thing to come across, but that again goes back to God will take care of it. I, I mean, I know it sounds simple. Uh, people get tired of probably Christians saying it if you, you don't necessarily believe in God, but that's just the comfort. I mean, it that's the only way I know how to describe it and, and just be realistic that you've got to take your burdens to the Lord. To me, it would be a burden. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean it has to be a bad one. It can be a, even a good burden, but you've still got to ask God for guidance and and ask him to uh, receive it and and just claim it and, and say it in Jesus' name because that's the name above every name. And, and with that holds reverence, it holds power, and that will give you the truth and the, the guidance to what you need. And that that issue, excuse me, or, or situation, I was trying to think of some different words, but I mean, that's it. I mean, that situation. Absolutely. And uh, it's all about progress and how we deal with situations, as you mentioned, and going back in prayer, because sometimes um, we don't have all the answers. That's a fact. So we can do all the good deeds. Um, You know, we can be like the Samaritan with the grace of God if we choose to be like that and listen to God. But sometimes we might not see the results of that. And that's okay. Like Tyler said, it's about going back in prayer and asking God. I know that, like he said before, it could be something that you've heard all the time and you're sort of like, well, Christians keep talking about going back in prayer and spending time with God, but it's true. It really does help Um, because when you go back, we, you know, have specific answers God gives us as to how to deal with situations because to be honest, there is no one framework to deal with different situations. Um, God works in mysterious ways as Tyler and me were chatting about before and um, God is not going to give you this one framework for every time when you have an issue um, he's not going to give you the same framework to work through it so that's why it's important to go back and listen to what God wants to say and just obey that's all you can do and like Tyler said God has authority I think we forget that sometimes when we're supporting people that if we just obey God he has the authority the um you know, he has the power to be able to do all things that we can't do. Um, so I think we shouldn't depend too much on what we can do. Just obey God and trust him with the rest. And so that's very powerful. And um, in verse 37, this is the last point I want to get across before we close. It says, and he said, he who showed mercy on him was the one who actually um, um, was a neighbor to the man who fell among 
thieves. And then Jesus says, go and do likewise. So how do you think we can show mercy to people? I think uh, we can show mercy to people by all the things we mentioned, but I think we, we've got to do and not always say. I, I think that's mm. just a key component. I, I just go back to it. I feel that the Holy Spirit uh, really shows us this a lot as we are seeing in his word as you've been reading all these uh, wonderful texts they they speak to us uh, there's a resounding call to uh, get to the, these people really reach them is what I'm getting at it, it's just hard to always explain it uh, you just got to follow in the ways of the Lord and to care for a person that's the thing he took him to the end I mean, he, he made sure he got help, he got care. And Jesus, I think, rewarded the Samaritan by saying, go and show love to everyone, not just neighbors, but all. And I think that that spoke volumes to me, what you just finished that with, that scripture when Jesus actually was saying it uh, to the Samaritan addressing him. Uh, then, you know, hey, listen, if I've got the Son of Man telling me this, then I must be doing something right, not to brag, but... He's saying, I want more of these good works, meaning deeds. I mean, as Christians, this is the basis of what we are taught. I mean, we're modern-day disciples in a lot of ways, so we are to carry out. And really, we need to be modern-day Samaritans, mm. I feel like. Yeah, that is so good and so true. And um, that is definitely so important. Like, I can't emphasize how passionate I think... You know, when, when I talk on these podcasts and how people who bring out these amazing points and just, you know, receiving what God's speaking through them is so important uh -huh. and I get so passionate about it because God's speaking. Like as we speak, as Tyler's speaking, God is speaking to people. Yes. So he's speaking on everything, you know, we do as we serve him. I believe he speaks. And if we're, you know, listening, I hope we would respond to what God's saying and it's so true like Tyler I am so passionate about what you said because we say a lot the thing is we communicate a lot we live by communicating but how much do we do it's something we can all learn to really take seriously is God help me not to just speak this but to live this and guys even if like others are not as kind to you I know we're talking about the Samaritan here but I just felt in my spirit to say this that even if you have to help someone who has been not very kind to you as a person i think you need to overlook that and share mercy and say well i talk about mercy i i you know read about mercy i need to apply that with my deeds so i think it's not just helping those who um help us not just helping those in need but also helping people who might not um have had a very good um last contact with us for example so if they were talking to us and we didn't have a very good finish i think it's about communicating with mercy um and showing that as well in in our christian walk it's all about uh illustrating what jesus uh was showing us through the good samaritan and, and through his disciples and, and through himself uh, we've got to do more of that it's been really lovely having you tyler so thank you so much for being with us we appreciate the insight and the answers that you gave us and definitely believe that the lord's speaking through you and will speak to people about this important topic and how we can really live to be supportive friends in our communities and uh you know 
remember that it starts with us and as we live that out we hope that we can make a ripple effect and that could go across um, the community not just in the body of Christ but through the body of Christ and even in the world so would you close in prayer for us uh, sure uh, Jesus just be with us uh, if we're going through things in life which we do uh, just let your Holy Spirit be a guide for us comfort us uh, reinsure that you are the one true Lord and that you are the name above every name and the King of Kings. I mean, you are all of these titles, but more importantly, you are the creator and that through your son, Jesus Christ, we have eternal life. And I just pray no matter the situation, no matter how difficult uh, the trial, the tribulation that somebody is going through right now in their life, respectively, that you are the way maker you're going to take care of that need just like the song Waymaker. that's what helped me think about it even through our worship and music you are a guiding light through all the darkness through all the uh, the storms spiritually and mentally not always just in a physical sense but you take care of that need as well but we must believe we have to learn from you and have to read your word and i, I just pray that we'll be more fruitful in the gifts of the spirit that we will continue to share the the gospel meaning the news and and brag upon the one that made us who we are and you are the great provider and that is jesus christ and i will close by saying in jesus name as he helps us with our prayers and i, I just hope that he this has been a blessing for you which i believe it has and uh, bless melissa in this ministry and uh i'll tell you what if you're going through anything right now, let God uh, bring you out of it. He will deliver you from it. So uh, take comfort in knowing that Jesus will always be there for you. You just got to mention and call upon the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Tyler. Oh, you're very welcome and uh, just uh, blessed to be a part. So thank you so much. <laughs>